0: This is Mike and this is Drew. And this is Mike and Drew at Mountain View, the podcast and today is October 26th. It's a Wednesday and uh we're we're here some would say towards the end of a work day, but we're actually we still got quite a bit to do.
1: I've done so much today. It's been crazy. We're coming up on Christmas. I know it's still October, but in the church world, you got Christmas Eve service you got to think about, and a Christmas program, and all the parties we do, and do we do Christmas parties around here?
0: I don't know. I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, but if there is one, I want in on it, and I, I would look forward to that. I know every podcast we mentioned at one point could become a day in the life if we wanted it to. Yeah, but that's not what this is about today. We no. Could, well, we could keep going. I was going to go we, on, but let's—down to business. Well, we could, though, but it's kind of relevant because— you know in this day uh you and i have literally passed each other coming and going yep as as an example um and i've had something that's uh, uh you know taken me to a, a mentor group an hour away from here and then you and i cross paths back at the minister's meeting yep in the <clears throat> afternoon and of course i was doing sermon prep and some cleanup from the winds last night on the property uh here at the church and We said, hey, even in just uh, talking last night during the board meeting at around 7 o'clock or so, we're like, yeah, we need to do a podcast today. And it all comes together. And uh, you, we said, what are we going to talk about? And there was something you are already thinking about. Well, just in some of the conversations we've been having
1: off the podcast with just people around us, I've been thinking a lot about, like, preferences within the church. And so there's kind of this idea that you hear those silly stories about how churches like split over very silly things. Like I was just reading an article, a church split over which picture of Jesus to hang up in the foyer or whether or not there should be a clock hung up or the length of the pastor's beard. Right. Like people leave churches over these things. And so,
0: yes, and and even here at this church, you know, just uh, you know, be completely open. You know, there have been issues within the last decades that involved things, and I tried to say, ask, was there any other reason? And I'm being told, no, we literally left over this thing. Yeah, that's that's very strange to me.
1: When we left churches growing up, we moved around churches a little bit, but it felt like it was always a big deal. Like, it wasn't over, yeah. and it was never a specific thing. It was like, well, this just doesn't, like, feed our family the way we feel we need to be fed in this season of life. And that was totally fine. We went, we went off to
0: a different church, and it was just as good or better at, for us at the time. Well, and, and uh, uh, my experience would be a little different. And, of course, in the context of music, that's important because I personally know people who will leave a church if their music shifts from, say, traditional to contemporary. For some people, that's just more than they're uh, able to handle. And growing up, we, we grew up, for the most part, either following my dad or grandpa's ministry, and so we... We're dedicated as long as a church. For one example, where my grandpa was at a church, and when he was let go from the church, we stopped going to the church, and home church for a while, and then went back to another church that we had been at before that. And so, really, there was just two main churches I have in my memory growing up, and I watched people leave over silly things you know literal items when i say things not not doctrinal changes not worship style changes uh but i would hear some feedback on preferences whether it was music how the youth group should be run you Mm -hmm. talked about you know appearance of a minister or what the congregation thought the job description of the minister should be versus what the elders right and whether it's a congregational church where the congregation votes on everything or an elder led church where the elders vote on everything. And one subject I've just never been able to avoid in my ministry at several different churches is music.
1: Yeah. Music. It was kind of a, a big deal when we moved here because I've grown up with singing the songs that were on Christian radio in church. That's always been the case that was how it was at Johnson and so coming here you know we showed up that first Sunday morning that we were kind of checking this place out and it was Sims and I pulled out the hymn book and I was like I recognize the name of that song maybe but I couldn't tell you how it sounds and so and I'm still kind of dealing with that Sunday mornings learning the new songs they, it's gotten easier we've we've done it a lot and so but it is different and that's mm-hmm. something one of the elders after my job interview here he said, is the music an issue for you? And I said, you know, I don't think so, but I don't know. And he was like, well, I get it if it is, so let's have that conversation. And nothing really came of it, but it is it is interesting, that
0: it, just me coming from a different world. It feels like a different world, you know? It is, because I grew up where we were not allowed to listen to any contemporary Christian in the home. It was hymns only and my mom played piano and would sing out of the hymnal, and we were homeschooled, so this was a part of our environment and mm-hmm. culture, which naturally meant I was sick of hymns by the age of 14, <laughs> and I developed a curiosity about contemporary worship, but it's not its not a natural uh, outflow for me of worship. I, I am still led to worship by hymns, and I love hearing the new Christian songs, but uh, there's a big gap of Christian music history that I will never fully relate to. and uh, But yet the last church I served at, I loved that they strove sh- to play some of the later praise songs and, mm-hmm. and worship songs, and we loved that. And even if we didn't know the words, the worship team did a great job of leading us into worship, so the style was irrelevant to us.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. I think worship does come down to the person who is leading worship as opposed to what exactly they're singing about. Now, the content is important, but the the style is less important.
0: Absolutely, because if your content is off, no matter how beautiful you make it, if you are presenting uh, an incorrect picture of God's holiness yep. and, and our depravity or our sinfulness, then uh, you're creating an idol, almost. One of the things you and I mentioned briefly, uh, just thinking about this topic, was— the vast array of musical taste we have in this church. And I don't just mean people who are visiting. I mean people who are, who help with music, people who uh, lead the culture of music around here, because we have several on rotation. Again, full disclosure for the podcast. This church right now, we've got a piano and an organ. We have two pianists on rotation. And uh, just recently, in the last six to eight months maybe, we've now got four guys— uh, Uh, two congregants, an elder and myself, were on rotation to lead worship, and these pianists rotate as well, and we just use a hymnal, and we put words on the screen, so, uh, and that's something that started after I got here, and there's, but in that there's differences. We've got one guy that is, uh, has played in a heavy metal rock band. Yeah. Christian heavy metal rock he's into. We've got another guy that is really into mountain music, and I mean Real mountain bluegrass music, and then you've got everything else in between, and the congregation from the old shape hymnals we still have at the church, yep. and pull out on occasion. And then we've got your traditional hymnals, and then there's a considerable uh, group that loves the Maranatha style, kind of the you know 70s and 80s type worship music, right? And, right. And everything, and then and then uh, everywhere else, and is what you hear on the radio and the worship songs that are a little more. Um, fresh and relevant to what's going on in the world now, and uh, right now we still use hymns, but I'd say we've got a a lot of preferences in this church.
1: Yeah, and so I kind of wanted to bring it to this idea that preferences might be um, guiding the, the congregants of a church. I don't know if that's the case in our church, but you see if something changes, that, like we We made jokes at the beginning, but you know if if the music
0: did change here, I think there'd be a big possibility that people would leave, yeah, and so and and you'd you'd hate to see that, but you also know sometimes there can be more care invested into a style than there is into the content,
1: right, yeah, and so I actually I have a verse here, um So, uh, Philippians two, three through five says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the, of others in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And it goes on to kind of describe what the mindset of Christ Jesus is, but right at the beginning, do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or vain conceit. So it's not about you. (laughs) When you come to church it's not about you, and that's that's really hard for some people to hear and that's hard for me to hear sometimes when I come to church.
0: It's not about me, and I need to be thinking about the people around me. yeah, I didn't want to come to Mountain View when I realized it was just only and always going to be hymns, and I was frank about that i said i don't I don't know that that's going to hold my interest, but the good news was it wasn't about holding my interest. Yeah. It wasn't about my preferred worship style that uh, that I was just coming recently coming out of and enjoying there in Texas. It was about worshiping Christ, and I go, do, do these songs lead me to worship Christ? Absolutely they can. So does my style or preference matter in this case, especially if I see God doing something in this church here at Mountain View? No, my opinion doesn't matter. Put that on the shelf, and as long as I can worship God, that's what matters. And uh, the the American Protestant author, teacher, and preacher, Francis Chan, Mm. we've talked about him before. You might be familiar with the story of a congregant who came up to him uh, one Sunday as they were increasing their contemporary flavor at the church, and uh, they said, "Um, I didn't like worship today. And Francis quickly replied, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you. (laughs) That's good. Francis, if you're hearing this, we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. Come on out here to 3102, Six Mile Road, Maryville, Tennessee. But that that to me gets it in a nutshell for me, convicts me, uh, because on the the furthest side of contemporary music and worship, it can become so performance-driven, you've lost the worship. And on the furthest fringe of traditional worship— it can become so routine and mundane there's no worship.
1: Yeah. And so it's it's striking a balance as almost everything in life should be. You got to strike a balance between the two extremes. Um I don't know where to go from there. What else do you want to talk about?
0: Well, okay, you had your verse. I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 14:15 and here Paul is just trying to draw out of this church in Corinth the need to put their spiritual gifts together to put their different talents together and out of love out of love for each other and out of love for God uh find unity as a body right that's kind of the general message of first of uh, first Corinthians well here in first Corinthians 14 this comes after the love chapter right if mm-hmm. i have all the knowledge in the world i do all these great things but i don't have love i'm useless or i'm annoying it's just an annoying sound like a like a symbol. Well, this comes after that. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, this is Paul, he says, I will pray with my spirit, but I, I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. And that's not a capital S spirit here. This is just Paul saying, from my innermost being, from the that eternal side of me, if you will, uh, I'm going to sing with my spirit, but also sing with understanding. And I think if you're talking about a topic that has been labeled the worship wars, which that's not what we're encountering here at Mountain View, but in that general topic about is there a right worship or a wrong worship style, um, I, I think you're, like you say, bracketing it with this conversation of balance, and that is, are you worshiping? Are you truly giving God worth in what you're singing? And I think that can be done with hymns. I have done that with hymns. I have done that with contemporary worship. But this podcast is also more about those preferences, kind of like the po- political podcast we did last time. Some of this for us is going, hey, some of these preferences go very deep. Yeah,
1: we, you know, we sing these hymns because, you know, great-grandpa, whoever sang these when he was a kid. And so we we will always do that in his memory kind of thing. And that's that's really tough to break, and it's it's really tough to, like, go against that in any way. Because why would you want to, like— break that person's heart by saying, well, actually, there are other ways to do things. But it's necessary, you know?
0: It is, because in our church situation right now, you know, after a minister's meeting today, we're just listening to what God is doing in all the different churches and different age groups represented in different churches, and we have every age on the spectrum almost, every age category pretty much here, and so some are ministered to by the songs on the radio in a way that they will never be ministered to by hymns and other way around, and some by songs that will never be represented in this church. Uh, you know, people will worship here, but their specific flavor of worship that really touches their heart, that may never come off the stage of this church.
1: Yeah, and while that's not necessarily a bad thing, it could
0: limit the kind of ministry that could happen you know i I think that's the key as you at least as a small church you know for anybody listening considering going into small church ministry you uh have to do what we do and enter this saying uh worship war is not something on our agenda and we're going to be content with what is here if there is a need that's voiced then we as ministers kind of act as a go-between and we would present a case as needed but right now it works everybody of all ages worship in this church Uh, I see there's unity in that, so there's no need to reinvent the wheel. And Billy Graham, the late evangelist, in 2006, he made this statement. He said, Worship in the truest sense takes place only when our full attention, and that's a key word here, only when our full attention is on God, on His glory, power, majesty, love, and compassion. And I could say at this point, we offer that here at this small church. Yeah, but,
1: man, it's hard to get there, you know?
0: Yes, it it is. Especially
1: as ministers who, like, were yes. working on Sunday mornings. Whew.
0: Yeah, talk a little bit more about that, because one of the things that we did here, when, when I got here, there was a general introduction and kind of a moral story that was shared a little, uh, and it was neat, it, you know, is it it like a little uh, five- to eight-minute um, little introduction and lesson, a little virtue snippet and it was it was neat but one of the things i was finding as i listened to the congregation was what you just said we were all having trouble shifting gears a little bit mentally emotionally from the burden of living in the pandemic craziness and all the loss and it's like we're coming in and what we need is raw worship i mean not just here's a better story to be a better person although that is needed what we needed at least and still need in this season is crank up the Bible, crank up the prayer, and so we just open with a reading of Scripture, and that helps, but what else do you think would help lead us into a state of worship? I
1: I do not have the answer to that. I I can tell you from my experiences personally, you know, I went to Bible college, and therefore we went to chapel, you know, three times a week, and even coming off of homework and, you know— all this stress of class and all these different things. And then you go into chapel and you're expected to like worship, not even that you're expected to, but that you should. It's so difficult to get to that point from a mental standpoint, if nothing else from, you know, stress and just life happening. And so I wonder if we could find a way to, you know, lead in just meditation, you know, just everyone take a few breaths in and out. And let's focus on what we're doing here, and focus on God and what He's
0: doing here. Oh, I wonder if that'd be beneficial for a Sunday morning. I know I've done that uh, for certain sermon subjects, especially in the Psalms, to say, uh, you know, with, with me for a minute. Just, I just want you to pause, just take a deep breath, hold it for a few seconds, and focus on God. Yeah, let let go, breathe let go, hit that reset button, and focus on God. And that is part of what worship is, and, and those who are uncomfortable with that whole concept do not understand how the Jews worshipped in the Old Testament. They don't understand how the Israelites worship. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of study into the holistic— and I, I know nobody really likes that word. I, I very much dislike <laughs> that word, holistic. <laughs> but, but it's unfortunately, it's a biblical concept that yeah. even in the type of worship— uh in the uh, under the original covenant in Israel, there was a lot more involved to worship than just jumping up there and doing a song. There was mental preparation uh there were there were different techniques uh physically or otherwise to prepare you mentally posture right we talk about bowing mm-hmm. we can get into a whole conversation of the physical preparation for worship and I'm afraid sometimes for us it's just limited to stand up for this song, sit down for this one, and while there's purpose and respect for that. It, there's not as much um, physical preparation or mental preparation like you're saying. So no matter traditional or contemporary, either way, it can turn into a performance if we're just there. Yeah, and that, I think that's something
1: I, I respect about the Catholic side of our religion is that like they are very physical. There's a lot of pieces to their worship service. You know, you're down on your knees and you stand up and then you... Put yes. your left foot in, your right foot in, and shake it all about. Oh, that's right. That's, I, I think I <laughs> went to that
0: service, too. Uh, yeah, w- was that at Cotton Eye Joe? Was that where the worship was? Oh, was man. Saying, no, it's a wrong place. But, you know, it, you you do look at some of these um, other denominations, or even in some cases I'd say cults, that, uh, or, or just wrong religions out there that have it all backwards, and yet one of the things they might get right is they're, they are using— using everything God has given them, their thought process and emotions, they're investing everything. They're not just there to sing a song, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and even in our denominations of uh, Christian churches and uh, those that I'd say might be, uh, you know, more like us in the way we worship and the way we do things, from a traditional or contemporary standpoint, there's a good focus on Christ. There's a healthy focus on the Bible and the Word of God and God's holiness and Even with that, there's varying degrees of lifting hands, Uh, there's varying degrees of expression, and some churches aren't even comfortable clapping, you know, if there's a song special or something. There's so many different right ways this can be done. I think we need to highlight the word preference, uh, you know, as we come to the end of this podcast to say, we're hoping this will be one that will lead to more discussion uh, from you. And uh, I know we don't have the email set up yet, but that's something that's coming next, is to get an email set up for some responses and some feedback, and we might touch on this topic a little later. But, you know, again, personally, again, I, I grew up with the hymns, and uh, but I have grown to love every flavor of Christian music, you know, from David Crowder to Casting Crowns, and Rich Mullins mm-hmm. and uh, Keith Green, and all these different types minister to me, and yet— uh, sometimes it is frustrating to think there are, there are some some churches that are just going to get locked down into a groove, a preference, and spiritualize it. And that, that's what I'd hate to see. Uh, but we've been blessed here at this church. We get to experiment a little bit sometimes.
1: Yeah, the board says yes a lot more than they say no, and I appreciate that.
0: That is a very good summary of the board meetings.
1: Yeah, I like it. Well, I have a, a verse to close this out, unless you have anything else. All right. Um, Hebrews twelve one and the first part of verse 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. In other words, let us throw off the preferences that are unnecessary. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on
0: Jesus. Yeah, we don't have time to fight over the silly stuff.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just not worth running, it. Man. Let's yeah.
0: keep running the race and worship puts our eyes on the prize that's right man that's good i have nothing to add to that
1: i'm i'm good to end on that one this has been mike and drew and we've we're mike and drew at mountain view
0: <laughs> thanks for listening And what eat your vegetables eat your vegetables <laughs>